Well, hello again, and welcome again to another podcast. Down to earth, but heavenly minded. I'm your host, Irvish. And as we continue on, we're getting close to the end of the book here. We've got a few more days left yet, today and and two more. And we're in the 29th day. Uh, We've been going through the book, Waiting on God, which is... uh, by Andrew Murray. It's a little devotional, and uh, we've sure been blessed uh, going through this book. And uh, I'm just going to get our our audio going here, and then I'll switch screens here for you. Okay, we are in the 29th day. 29th day, waiting on God for the promise of the Father. He charged them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, Acts 1 verse 4. In speaking of the saints in Jerusalem at Christ's birth, with Simeon and Anna, we saw how, though the redemption they waited for is come, the call to waiting is no less urgent now than it was then. We wait for the full revelation in us of what came to them, but what they scarce could comprehend. Even so it is with waiting for the promise of the Father. In one sense, the fulfillment can never come again as it came at Pentecost. In another sense, and that in as deep reality as with the first disciples, we daily need to wait for the Father to fulfill his promise in us. The Holy Spirit is not a person distinct from the Father in the way two persons on earth are distinct. The Father and the Spirit are never without or separate from each other, the Father is always in the Spirit, the Spirit works nothing but as the Father works in him. Each moment the same Spirit that is in us, is in God too, and he who is most full of the Spirit will be the first to wait on God most earnestly, further to fulfill his promise, and still strengthen him mightily by his Spirit in the inner man. The Spirit in us is not a power at our disposal, nor is the Spirit an independent power, acting apart from the Father and the Son. The Spirit is the real living presence and the power of the Father working in us, and therefore it is just he who knows that the Spirit is in him who will wait on the Father for the full revelation and experience of what the Spirit's indwelling is, for his increase and abounding more and more. See this in the Apostles. They were filled with the Spirit at Pentecost. When they, not long after, on returning from the council, where they had been forbidden to preach, prayed afresh for boldness to speak in his name a fresh coming down of the Holy Spirit was the Father's fresh fulfillment of his promise. At Samaria, by the word and the Spirit, many had been converted, and the whole city filled with joy. At the Apostles' prayer the Father once again fulfilled the promise. Even said to the waiting company, We are all here before God, in Cornelius' house. And so, too, in Acts 13. It was when men, filled with the Spirit, prayed and fasted, that the promise of the Father was afresh fulfilled, and the leading of the Spirit was given from heaven. Separate me Barnabas and Saul. So also we find Paul in Ephesians, praying for those who have been sealed with the Spirit, that God would grant them the Spirit of illumination. And later on, that he would grant them, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man. The Spirit given at Pentecost was not a something that God parted with in heaven, and sent away out of heaven to earth. God does not, cannot, give away anything in that way. When he gives grace, or strength, or life, he gives it by giving himself to work it, it is all inseparable from himself. See note on law, the power of the Spirit, at the end of this volume. Much more so is the Holy Spirit. He is God, present and working in us, the true position in which we can count upon that working with an unceasing power is as we, praising for what we have. 
still unceasingly wait for the Father's promise to be still more mightily fulfilled. What new meaning and promise does this give to our life of waiting? It teaches us ever to keep the place where the disciples tarried at the footstool of the throne. It reminds us that, as helpless as they were to meet their enemies, or to preach to Christ's enemies, until they were endued with power, we, too, can only be strong in the life of faith. Or the work of love, as we are in direct communication with God and Christ, and they maintain the life of the Spirit in us. It assures us that the omnipotent God will, through the glorified Christ, work in us a power that can bring to pass things unexpected, things impossible. Oh! What will not the Church be able to do when her individual members learn to live their lives waiting on God, and when together, with all of self and the world sacrificed in the fire of love? They unite in waiting with one accord for the promise of the Father, once so gloriously fulfilled, but still unexhausted. Come and let each of us be still in presence of the inconceivable grandeur of this prospect, the Father waiting to fill the Church with the Holy Ghost. And willing to fill me, let each one say. With this faith let there come over the soul a hush and a holy fear, as it waits in stillness to take it all in. And let life increasingly become a deep joy in the hope of the ever fuller fulfillment of the Father's promise. My soul, wait thou only upon God. Well, that completes the reading. And, uh, you know, when I think about this uh, paper, uh, I know that it's on the promise of the Father. And truly, uh, we have been promised uh, through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. We've been promised by the Father, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has come unto us. I think about the oneness of God. You know, the Spirit cannot be separated from the Father, and the Father cannot be separated from the Son, and the Son can't be separated from the Spirit. You know, it's a triune, you know, link, like a chain. And I've seen a lot of illustrations uh, about this, and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, and, uh, Men trying to wrap their minds around the uh, Trinity. You know, uh, a lot of times a man cannot understand something, so he dismisses it as not true. But I'm going to tell you something. If man could explain everything about God, he would be God. God is the only one that knows everything in all things, and he understands the complexity of uh, all the uh, things of God. It's too complicated for us to try to understand everything. And I take God at his word. That's where faith comes in. If I could see everything, even understand everything, it would no longer be faith. It would be, uh, it would be reality in a sense that uh, I could see it or understand it but just because of that reality it doesn't make it any more true or any more sure uh, God is uh, ununderstandable in other words we'll never be able to wrap our minds around everything that God is I believe when we go off into eternity uh, we're going to be continually learning and the reason I say that is because I find pleasure in learning different things. Maybe that's why I took such an interest in computers, because I really had to use my mind to understand uh, things that were sometimes seemed to be too complicated for me. 
And I studied and studied till they became a reality in my mind. And I could understand how things work. Uh, I know when I was growing up as a kid, I used to be one that would take everything apart. You know, you could give me an old broken alarm clock and I would take it all apart. And I wanted to see how each little part moved and turned and how the gears worked together and how the spring, when you wound it up, and that was before the days of electric clocks. And uh, I did that with radios. I did that with a lot of things. I loved to take things apart. And I still do. Uh, we had a television that went bad here the other day, and uh, I literally took that whole TV apart. And then when I got it all apart, I realized I'll never get it back together again. So I ended up throwing it in the garbage. But it was kind of a throwback from when I was a kid. But we'll never understand God. Uh, but we can try to understand him. That's the... That's the joy of learning, the joy of understanding who God really is. So that, that was kind of my thoughts I came, or came away with from this, but it all boils down to the same thing. My soul waited thou only upon God. Well, with that said, I'm going to leave you go. Uh, uh, bye for now, and remember to read your Bible. God is out here. You can find him in your Bible. Lord bless. Until next time. Bye for now.